Welcome to 2020. The new year is just a few days old and many people will have made New Year's resolutions. Others won't have made New Year's resolutions because they know they will fail anyways. Nevertheless, most of the New Year's resolutions that I've heard of will circle around weight loss and smoking cessation. But of course, there are others too. This year I'm going to do this and that and this time really. My name is Axel Hombach. I'm a hypnotist from Cologne in Germany. I'm here in the office with John Butler in his office in London. Hello, John. Hello, Axel. And hello to our listeners. New Year's resolutions are what brings a lot of hypnotists a lot of money in the beginning of the year. Sure. And probably you can confirm that smoking cessation and weight loss are among the top list. Yes. After three or four days, many people are struggling. Yeah. But I can also imagine that with your around 40 years of practice that you have now, you have seen a lot of New Year resolutions or a lot of clients with New Year resolutions that they were struggling with. Yes. Oh, I've seen very many, many. And in a way, as a last resort, they turn to hypnotists. That's right. So from your background of experience, what can you give us advice to the colleagues out there who probably have clients with New Year resolutions? Okay. Oh, right. Well, that's a good question, Axel. And you mentioned an important point at the very beginning. Many people setting up these resolutions and knowing they're going to fail. And, but almost doing it as a knee-jerk reaction. Like I should be making a New Year's resolution. Almost a feeling of guilt driven. I look back at the last year, you know, and I'm overweight and I haven't done much with my life and I'm still smoking, whatever. So now I must go through the motions of setting this up, a new goal for the new year. And deep down believing I'm very likely or certain even to fail. So to avoid that trap, maybe you shouldn't make that resolution until you're ready and you say, I really do need to get in, in control here over my alcohol, my food intake and choices of food and so on and on. So there are many steps involved in carrying out major goals in life, really the goals that are most important for your life. Now, of course, something like to stop smoking would be a very important goal because the huge consequences for your health that we know of. Now, when you set a goal, I'll keep it simple for the moment, because it brings us into areas of motivation, of self-perception, what we believe we deserve, and so on. The goals also have to be congruent with our real needs, desires, and values in the deeper sense, the real meaning of that word, what value it has to us. And so as we get into motivation, then we're looking at rewards, the so-called benefits versus costs, and so on. So it gets us quite deeply into psychology, and the research has been done. But on Stick to some of the main points to begin with. So when you look at the goal setting process, you define the goal as clearly as you can. All right, now sometimes it's obvious I need to stop smoking. And the goal setting probably works as a rule of thumb very well with the SMART principle. Correct. That acronym, S-M-A-R-T, standing for Specific, Measurable, Achievable, Realistic with a Timetable, is one of several. There's a few other things you can add to, but that those are very important points to remember. And it's 
come from hypnosis, of course, as well. The field of hypnosis, which has been so influential in motivational psychology over the last hundred years, the principles involved in psychotherapy that really are coming from the field of hypnotherapy. Because when you get into hypnotherapy, you see, you find that one part of the mind is saying, I want this, and the other part of the mind is not so sure, or is in absolute conflict with it. You know, for every smoker who says, I want to stop smoking, I shouldn't smoke, it's terrible for my health, there's a part of his mind saying, but you know you can't live without it, you're stressed when you don't smoke, and it is your little pleasure and treat, and what else do you have? So there's a conflict. I know that from my own experience when I stopped smoking about 12 years ago, that in the year before that I was struggling. I didn't really want to smoke anymore. But on the other side, there was just in that year, about that time, it started this witch hunt against the smokers. And I, the other part of me said, well, with this witch hunt going on, I can't smoke now. So very interesting. You, you can't, you can't yeah, stop so, smoking now. I mean. Yeah, because... Yeah. They are going for the smokers and, well, I can't leave the smokers now while they are going for them. <laughs> I see. <laughs> so how yeah. crazy can, can yes. it be when you yeah. are in that position? Yeah, well, we can say it's crazy, but it, it's not logical, it's not rational at one that is, level. That is what I meant with crazy, yes, not logical. Course. Yeah, but at another level of mind, that could be very important with our psyche, that we don't want to feel we're slaves, we don't want to feel we're just the creatures of fashion or of other people's yeah, opinions. Yeah, it, it was, from my, from my now perspective, it was the rebel inside me that was Absolutely. going against the establishment. You'll find out with smokers again and again, what's the driving forces? And some will say, well, you know, I'm just dependent on it now when I don't smoke, I'm tense, miserable. So that's, they want to avoid the suffering of not smoking for them. But there could be a secondary gains of other kinds, motivating factors such as, you know, it, it goes back to when I was a rebel. I was young and I wanted to defy my parents. It's part of my teenage separation from my parents or belonging to a peer group. Or in some other ways, I believe somehow still, however illogically, it's still kind of glamorous or cool to smoke. So though they may be contributory factors. There may be a part that really wants to harm themselves. So that's why when I'm saying the understanding about goal setting and motivation for goals, the motivation towards the goal and away from the goal, has largely come out of the understanding from hypnotherapy, that the conflicting parts of the personality are almost like separated entities. They're not totally separate entities, of course, but they're parts of our psyche, which are more at a subconscious level, often we're not very aware of. We may be aware of their effects, but we don't know exactly what they're doing, where they come from, or more importantly, how to change them. So we must get into that programming layer of the mind, that subconscious mind, with sufficiently strong positive programming suggestions to be able to make the goal stick. Yeah, that the belief in that goal is right for us, that it can be achieved, that we're achieving it now and we'll achieve it in the long term to its fullest extent, uh, depending on that nature of a goal. Because some goals, of course, may take you not just a day or two to achieve. A few weeks will get you off of tobacco, really, and then a few months, you could say you're a non-smoker, you know, after six months or so, realistically, for most people. Now, some goals will take years to achieve. So we have long range, short range, medium range, and we need to look at the steps and stages for the goals. Now, I'll keep it simple though for the moment. When we define the goal, it may be very simple. It may not always be so simple. Money may represent as a goal, 
may represent a desire for power, which we all need in life. Of course, healthy and unhealthy uses of power, but it might come from a compensatory feeling from our youth that we were in poverty. And so, you know, the big goal there really is to be feeling more secure. Because no matter how much money you get, as with some millionaires or even billionaires, they still feel not secure. And they can't enjoy their money. And you've heard of that. It's a mm-hmm. real fact. Millionaires who live very frugally, more than most people, behind a facade of wealth, right? And they still feel, I have to keep making money, and they're driven by the money. And so we look at the goal behind the goal where that's necessary. Now, so I say, know your goal, whether it's a simple or a more complex goal. Know what you want from it, the real purpose. Know what you want from it is the why you want it, right? That's right. As with all of our questions in therapy, I always yeah. say the why, what, where, when, how. So in the end, it is start with the why. Yep. Work out the why. And if you have the why, then everything becomes easier. Yes, it does. You have reasons, enough reasons, and you can write that on that right-hand column. Here are all the reasons to do this. And then on the other side, <laughs> the reasons that um, <laughs> if you like, what happens if I don't do it? So we have costs and benefits. So there's a why as well. Why, if I don't give up smoking, my lungs will get even worse. I seem to constantly have bronchitis, difficulties in breathing of some kind. Maybe I'm into COPD, horror of horrors. I may be in with emphysema eventually or even get a cancer. What, so That reminds me of, I started on the first Sunday of 2008. And um, in 2007, when I was struggling with, uh, with the rebel inside me, at the end of the year, I came to the point where I said, well, it just doesn't matter. I just don't want to smoke anymore. Mm-hmm. So for me, it was, that was the actual reason why I wanted to stop smoking, because I no longer wanted to. And I had no longer reason to be a rebel. Yes. And when that dawned on me, it, I, I stopped within a few days. I no longer smoked. It was yeah. over. You, you'd dissipated that energy within your psyche that was motivating in that direction. You know, instead of being a rebel against yourself in the way which you were, because you didn't need to be rebelling against society or other groups or people at that point regarding smoke or <laughs> smoking didn't need to be tied in with that. So you now could free yourself of that unhealthy use of your energy. So it's the belief in the subconscious, the fixed idea that drives the, channels the energy out then into our thoughts and actions out into the world. So we change the beliefs that I need to smoke because of my need to be rebellious. Yeah. And you'd emotionally matured in certain ways, of course. So now you could get satisfaction and a sense of your own identity without having to be rebellious in that more childish or you know, immature sort of way. And you're in charge now, and you're rebelling against the smoking, rebelling against the tobacco companies or whatever. You know, your energy is now channeled in the right direction. Now, back to the smart, you know, so the goal has to be specific, not vague and generalized and measurable. You know, you can see whether you're progressing or not towards it. Some goals are very easy to measure how you're doing. Others are not so sure. Some scientific project or some other project can go on a long time. But developing the best measuring tools you can, achievable, realistic and so on. Without going into depth about all of them, you set a timetable though, of course, and there's an initial phase. I'm going to give it up on the 1st of January. Yeah, my last cigarette is at five minutes to midnight on the 31st of December. You're setting a time. And we talk about the pledging stage, the committing stage. 
and then the action stage. There's a lot of sub-stages in this, by the way, but people have investigated goal achievement and it seems that we can break down our more serious goals into different stages of development within our mind and taking action on them and persistence and so on. So in that middle phase of taking action, there'll be the need to deal with opposition, temptations, urges, for example, in the case of smoking, or other barriers that come up. And we have to have the level of commitment and motivation necessary. And that involves, as you said earlier, when you're smoking, what we call that is readiness for change. I was ready to make that change because I had enough good reasons now and the reasons originally that I was doing the smoking are no longer relevant to me. So you could say when you have the real why that you can also own. That's right. Then it works. You are taking ownership, responsibility, control and power and they all go together here. You're doing that, you're implementing it, you're carrying it through. We talk about persistence, determination, and that involves choices, you know, all of us in making the choice and then to persist with the choice when you come up against a temptation point. And as we go through that into the kind of fulfillment stage, and that requires us to believe we deserve it, back to that self-belief, self-love, self-acceptance, and so on. Without that, we often will sabotage our efforts. Many goals are set up only in order to fail people sometimes setting very vague goals. The most obvious is having no goal. Failure to have a goal is a goal to fail, obviously. All right. And so when we look into it, we deal with each case on its merits in hypnotherapy. A proper trained hypnotherapist, not one of these guys who's learned a few scripts or downloaded from the internet and a few techniques. There's a lot of those people out there, but they can't really help you very much when you're into a, struggling with a goal at a deeper level. Because all that'll happen, either they'll give you suggestions and they'll say, all right, it's working or it isn't working. And you don't have any more control or insight over the process than just that it hasn't worked. But what is really happening there is your imagination, the subconscious part of the mind, has not really yet accepted it. And while the logic says don't smoke, the subconscious, non-logical, emotional parts of our mind, of our brain are saying, oh, go on, have a cigarette. You need it, you're not going to be able to live without it. So you're always failing anyway, so go on and fail. So you see, it's a tragedy for many people that they're the slaves that are subconscious because that power can be used for great good. And so when we set goals, we must get subconscious power behind it, Axel. And people do that without sometimes going to a therapist because they have such a strong desire, they must get on with this. There are many good reasons. When a man came to see me for smoking a little while ago, he said his little daughter, I've had a few of these over the years, had said to him, Daddy, Daddy, don't smoke. And he felt guilty about giving bad example. You know, he was trying to hide it from her out the back in the garden somewhere when he was smoking. And he felt guilty as well that maybe if he gets ill, the family will suffer financially, of course, and in other ways, not having a father. So his mind was very motivated by that, maybe more so than for his own health and well-being. His daughter's survival and the family, he had another daughter, an older one, and he had a wife and so on. So those factors, when we look at the motivating factors... They're emotive, they're powerful, they move us, and we must find enough motivational energy behind it to make it happen. So in psychology, we talk about expectancy, time is value, mm -hmm. establishing enough of its value for ourselves, our real benefits and so on, what it represents about our core values, that it's really coming from us. We're signing up to it, we're pledging to it, we're you know really making that our own decision and taking responsibility for it. And a hypnotherapist can help you with all of that and program you in the right direction. And then if there's any major opposition, instead of beating yourself up and saying, well, I'm weak, I'm stupid, 
Of course, some people are not being very responsible. But in other cases, people are being very harsh on themselves because they don't understand what's going on in their mind, that they're up against a subconscious conflict. Now, they must take responsibility over this, and if they can't change that within themselves, and they keep failing at that particular goal, despite their best efforts, well, now it's time to take the responsibility and say, I need help. And a good therapist, properly trained one, if you can find one then, will be able to help you get into that and help your mind get that motivation and help you understand any conflicting oppositional forces, which maybe come from outside of yourself as well. You know, so you have intrinsic, extrinsic motivation, intrinsic and extrinsic uh, rewards, and internal and external opposition. So there's a lot to talk about in the session before you actually start the programming. That's right. And it won't take you forever, of course, if it's done efficiently. And then you will know for the client with his smoking how, let's say that example of smoking, how much he wants it. He's prepared to give up. You know, we have to give up to get, to change things. We must let go of some old things. He's ready to start making um, a new start here for his health. And he's gonna, you're going to program the other direction away from harming his body towards health, exercise, you know, eating better, whatever, all the rest of it. So he has a kind of a health conscious now, a higher value on himself, enough self-acceptance, self-love. All that can be put into, an, into a simple programming script. And over one or two sessions of programming, maybe even one session may be enough. For some, it might take two or three even. If there's constant rejection of the suggestion of the battle going on deep in his subconscious, well, then we do some regression work to help him. And if he is motivated towards this goal, then wonderful results can occur. But as I understood you, a lot of times it is absolutely sufficient to have only programming sessions. When you have detailed, worked out the why, the goal, so the goal and the why. Yes. And if you find the driving motivators, which is the why, yeah. and if you listen exactly or precisely to what the client says. Yes. He gives you all the information that you then can turn into an effective programming script. When you know how to create good programming scripts. Yeah. and Not just off the internet. Yeah. And when you are experienced, you can also do that ad hoc. So you don't need to write it down before. No. I know colleagues that write down scripts which okay. they often, of course, gather from the internet and then mm -hmm. they combine it and they ask in the forums, um, have you good suggestion for X, Y, Z? So you don't need that. If you know how to do it, to listen, yes, to work out the driving motivation. And if you can work out with a client what exactly he wants to uh -huh. have, And not, as you said earlier, not be so vague. Absolutely. You're absolutely right about that. There are good programming mm. suggestions. And, I mean, you will find there are some good generic programming suggestions out there in books or on the Internet. Many are a bit too simplistic. But you must personalize it to the person because they've told you the why. And we, with that, we include the what. What is it that you're getting out of it? What is it that you want? You know, the what, how you're going to implement it that question as well, and you're giving suggestions based on what he tells you. Well, when I've given up before, I struggled because I had this kind of problem. You know, some of my colleagues at work smoke or whatever. And so you're preparing him with good programming suggestions to help deal with that situation. 
where his weak points are, you know, stimulating through the pain and pressure points of that form to where I, or just temptation points. And also on the positives, he's told you about, I'm feeling guilty about my smoking because of my daughter. And if you weave those suggestions in an intelligent, appropriate manner, you've got a very powerful programming, all ready now to hit him with that when he's in the trance. And you can teach himself hypnosis to reinforce it. You can give him the recording to reinforce it. This can do amazing benefits for anybody. And, you know, we work on people all the time for performance enhancement, for their goals to be a top actor, for their goals to be a a top athlete, their goals to win an Olympic medal. You know, I've worked with performers of the highest levels at all levels, and we're in business. And so we can do great work with goals, and New Year's resolutions, if they are real goals, can be achieved and anybody who goes to a good therapist will help them with their new year's resolutions and carry them forward even if they've been failing until now so they shouldn't give up hope never give in keep persisting and let the programming carry you through all of those oppositional periods giving you the strength the power to ride through those difficult phases where you know change is often accompanied by fear of change fear of letting go and so on or just pressure and conflict from outside yourself or even from within. Whatever it is, a good therapist can help you with that. And from what you mentioned somewhere during our interview, it makes sense already to start in December with the New Year's goals. Set yourself up properly for success, not failure. Go to the hypnotist of your choice in December so that you are ready for the 1st of January. Absolutely, because you need to know if it's a serious goal that you've set yourself up properly. It's not a flimsy goal that you're going to lightly give up on and then you're going to beat yourself up. So you're going around in a self-pity, self-hate circle that doesn't make any progress, doesn't allow progress. So you need to change that trap. Something that I tell my clients uh, when they wonder why I'm asking so many questions about their goal and what's behind it is that I tell them, imagine you are entering a taxi. And you Mm. tell the driver, start driving. Yes. And 15 minutes later, you ask him, have you arrived yet? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) What will he probably say? Where did you want to go? (laughs) Yes, absolutely. So this is something also, this goal setting, this goal description, what will it be like when you are there, etc. This is something that I take sometimes up to two hours in the first session. Well, for our serious goals in life, that's time well spent because the chances of success, the preparation phase has been done well. The motivation is now being exposed, revealed to use the positives and negatives. You know what? Motivism, carrot and stick. Yeah. That's what's going to make the bigger. That's what's going to give the energy that opposes any opposition to change. As our time is unfortunately approaching its end again, John, could you summarize maybe in a few bullet points, like three, four, five bullet points, what you've said for our listeners? Okay, Axel, very quickly then. When you set yourself up with a goal, make sure it is a goal. It's what you really want. And know why you want it, the what and the why and the how, your reasons, your motivations. And then set yourself up with a timescale, a starting point, and give yourself also rewards about achieving this and program it into your mind very powerfully that these are all the benefits you're going to get from it and with good programming instructions with a hypnotist set it up in advance 
that you are getting programmed and then either at that session is happening or in three weeks from now i'll see you a second session before that final day when i give up you've done your preparation and you're very very focused and motivated and then any opposition you've programmed that in your mind that you're stronger than it and you're able to deal with it and so with that focus that kind of laser sharp powerful energy directed towards your goal it's a real goal now and it'll be powerfully in your subconscious and brought to fruition and just a short addition because you talked about smokers of course that goes for all other topics too be it weight loss be it career change etc etc the, the basic principles apply across all of the goals thank you very much john for your insights and talk to you soon again thank you axel and thanks to our listeners and to our listeners if you have liked this episode please give us a thumb up write us a friendly comment and share this episode and have a safe good year